Attention musicians of all levels. It's not always easy picking out a song by ear. Sometimes you need a little help. Well, I have the app for you. Whether you're a professional musician or a beginner, Ultimate Guitar is an amazing app. For just $2.99, you get the chords and tabs on guitar, bass, or ukulele for over a million songs. They're all available at your fingertips. You also get tools like a tuner, metronome, chord library, lessons, videos, and more. You can find out any song you want. It also has like transpose button. It has auto scroll that you can change the speed to so you can play along with the song. A lot of the songs have the lyrics there so you can sing along with them. Ultimate Guitar is an amazing app. Just go to ultimateguitar.com or download the app to your phone today and start playing. Start playing any song you want. Ultimate Guitar, that's the place for you. Let's get down. Hey gang, I want to make a quick announcement. Since we started this podcast in 2011, only the last 20 episodes have been available on the streaming services. You had to go back to the Podbean app or to the website, howdidigethere.podbean.com to access past the 20, last 20 episodes. Well, gang, big surprise. As of now, the last 100 episodes are available on all streaming sites. That includes the From the Vault episodes. All of the episodes, the last 100 episodes from this episode back are available now on all streaming services, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Overcast, Stitcher. Go there. Whichever one you're subscribed to, whichever one you use the most, go subscribe to How Did I Get Here. Follow us, rate us, leave us a comment if you can, and, uh, and check out the episodes, man. Get out there and enjoy the last 100 episodes of How Did I Get Here on your favorite streaming services. Let's get down. I'm your host. Welcome to the show. I hope you guys have all had a good week, whatever it is you do in the week. Man, this has been a great week, a great crazy week. Lots of stuff has been going on. It's hot as shit here in Texas. It's got like heat index uh, temperatures of like 116. It's fucking disgusting when you go outside. There's a breeze, but it feels like uh, somebody opened 27 dryers around you in a circle and had them all blowing at you. Crazy, man. It's crazy. It's difficult. I actually played a show on Tuesday night. I played that show for my friend Chad Goldwasser's Going Away Party, which was super fun, man. I did a solo uh, acoustic set outside at the Belmont. It was great, guys. I I got to, uh, I did a solo acoustic set. Uh, Taylor Muse from Quiet Company did a solo acoustic set. Graham Wilkinson did a solo acoustic set. And Tony Campbell did a solo acoustic set. Now, we all got to be there, hang out backstage before the show, watch each other's sets, hang out together. And that was really, really fun. Sad to see Chad go, but uh, it seemed like the event was going to keep on being really fun, but I was having some cocktails, and I thought I should split because I needed to come home and take care of Rosie. So uh, I had a great time, hung out there for a few hours, made it home. Again, it was very, very hot. And gang, I was talking to you guys about that Paul McCartney birthday show that I did on Monday, and man, it was amazing. It was so fucking good. Everyone put in so much work to make that show just like perfect amazingly perfect we really worked our asses off to make it work and it was fucking fantastic not only that gang it was a sold out show so that was really really exciting i want to thank miles and and uh barbara nesbitt and the great ben jones and harmony kelly and my bandmate and one of my favorite people in the world darren murphy who was really the glue of the whole show the mvp of the show they came out and did a special little version of blackbird by himself fuck man that guy's great anyway Great show. Everybody had a great time. We all went to dinner afterwards and just really just like sat down, had some cocktails, ate some food and just talked and, and, and really like celebrated a great show and like a sold out show. Like that's the way it should be done. It was very, very fun. And uh, this weekend, gang, I'll be going to Houston on Friday to play a private show, somebody's 50th birthday party. Uh, it should be fun and hang out with my grandma and do some stuff there. Uh, you know, Father's Day was this last week, and I did end up talking to my dad on, on Sunday. I texted him and wished him a happy Father's Day, and then he called me, and then we talked a little bit. But uh, he hadn't been talking to me, if you, don't, if you haven't been keeping up with the show. He hasn't been talking to me now for like about mm, a month, a little over a month, because he saw something on Fox News that 
like made him very angry at me for my political leanings. So, uh, and then he just stopped talking to me, hung up on me, called me an asshole and hung up. But uh, he was nice and friendly on on Sunday. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going to go on. I'm scared to talk to him because of the Hunter Biden stuff. I'm, I'm, I don't know if that's going to get me off the hook with him or if he's just going to be more angry with me. I don't, I don't really know. Anyway, either way, uh, I got a little bit of amends was made with my dad. <laughs> Gang, I have a great show for you guys today. Connor Campbell from uh, Bedroom Pop Band, TC Superstar, a band I've been trying to get on the show for years. Finally got them on the show. They have a brand new album that's going to be coming out later this year called Static Dynamic. They have a single called Some Nights, which I will play for you. And uh, also they have a brand new single coming out next week called Forever. But they are celebrating the release of this single for next week tomorrow night. If you're listening to the show, tomorrow night, Saturday, June 24th at Hotel Vegas. TC Superstar will be playing. Go to tcsuperstar.com for all of your TC Superstar needs. We have a really great conversation about uh, sort of the journey of the band. Uh, Connor growing up in Houston. We talk about Fitzgeralds. You know you know how I love to talk about Houston on the show. Uh, but man, he is such a nice guy. And we tell, he explains bedroom pop to me. Like that's what they are. They're a bedroom pop band with hints of 80s synth and 70s disco. That makes a lot of sense. When you hear this song some nights, you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, we have a great conversation about sort of the, the his moving to Austin, starting TC Superstar, the journey that they've gone on, and just really like how he's been a really self-sufficient artist started a record label called Flyer Club Records and uh, he's got other artists that I've actually got another artist that's coming on the show in a couple of weeks uh, to talk about their new release so uh yeah, I was dying to meet Connor. I was dying to uh, have TC Superstar on the show, and I'm really glad we finally got to hook up. So without further ado, please enjoy my conversation with this brilliant artist, Connor Campbell from TC Superstar. Let's get down. Struggling to find the balance of passion and love. They eventually give up on finding their own meaning in life and fall into the madness. It's a classic case of the Thank you. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, never forget about toys as an adult, you know. Yeah. So Make sure you're up on that mic as close. Yeah, as you let can me. Um, it's a little taller for me. So, when there's a record here coming out called Static Dynamic. That's correct. And that will be coming out when? That's perfect. Where you are now? Uh, October twentieth. I okay. want to say. You're releasing some singles. The uh, uh, Some Nights is out now. Great song. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's out everywhere. Yeah, it's out everywhere. And there's another one that's coming out? Uh, the next one will be Forever uh-huh. on 624. I'm going to be so bad with dates. We're booking 624, you're playing at Hotel Vegas. Hotel Vegas. And, and then yeah. August 4th at Mohawk Outdoors. Oh, excellent. Yeah, and we got, we're doing a West Coast tour this summer. That's oh, still really? kind of shaping up. And then we're doing an East Coast tour, um, I think right after the album drops in October. So we're keeping busy, booking lots of stuff. Are you from Houston? From Houston originally, yeah. yeah. 713. 713. I know I noticed the, yeah, uh, yeah. the door number. I was <laughs> like, well, that's easy to remember. Yeah. What part of Houston are you from? I grew up in Spring Branch. Okay. So like just west of 610 yeah. off I-10 on the north side. Oh, okay. Wait, Not I Spring. Think, Everybody thinks so, right, Spring. Right, right, yeah. right, right. No, no, no. Spring Branch is kind of by Memorial. Yep. Yeah. That's, that was the high school yeah. I went to. You went to Memorial? Yeah. Same as Autin, our guitarist now. Oh, cool. What brought you to Austin and when did you come? The music scene. Okay. Um, I mean, I started going to South by in eighth grade or something with my cousin. I'd really? Up, yeah, I'd come up here and because there was what so did much you get? Oh, cause I free guess you stuff. Get, like, you go to like Auditorium Whole Foods Shores. and yeah, Auditorium yeah. Shores, <laughs> all the, the record shops, you know, like. I, I think, forgot, you can go to McDonald's and there's fucking bands playing there now. You can, you really can, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and back then, like as a high schooler, I could still get into some like $5 covers places, you know, someone would like take pity on you at the door. Right. And they'd, oh. they'd sneak you in. Yeah. My band was the last band. Really? Last band. Wow. Yeah. Last yeah. band at Fitzgerald. Last band to play it. Yeah. New I love Year's that Eve. spot. That was yeah. great. I haven't yeah. been there in years. I mean. It's, it's a parking lot now. I know. I know. Sad. It's sad. Houston kind of goes that way. You know, it's real hard. Everything does. Everything does. Yeah. Yeah. Austin's 
rare in that some stuff sticks around for more than three or four years. Yeah. You know? You know what's funny is they, they have all these event spaces now, and, like, you know, people all move downtown, and they put all those condos up and all that shit. Yeah. Dude, I played on Monday night, Memorial, Memorial Day night, right, um, across the street from Bess for this uh, the end of the session for the Texas State Senate. Mm-hmm. They had a big party. This three-story event place that the top of it's like a huge patio thing. Playing, cops shut it down. Really? Yeah. I, yeah. I don't understand that, like, why that ha- like why don't, don't move downtown then shut up yeah it's a different the ethos has kind of changed here like I, everywhere I, I guess everywhere right? for sure but it, I mean it just comes and goes scenes kind of pop up and then you know things get real expensive and the, the scene moves out of town for a bit and that's that's just the nature of of music like David Byrne like writes about that and how music works he's like the only reason you're the know. second person to bring up that book on oh, yeah? this podcast like in a week. It's a popular yeah. book, you yeah. know. It's an easy go-to. But yeah, it talks it. about like the Talking Heads only made it in New York because we had cheap rent and they paid us enough to right, make right. cheap That's rent. why I moved here in 91. I lived at the Congress House studio for 150 oh, bucks wow. a month rent. No, that's that, awesome. nothing. Yeah, Just that's 150 awesome. bucks I gave the dude. I worked at Whole Foods wow. as a fucking checker. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Smoking weed. That's the life. My, my fucking manager <laughs> sold weed for 20 bucks a bag. Wow, it's not that anymore. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> um, t- I'm glad that you brought that up because that was one of the things in listening to your uh, to your catalog. Like over the last few days, that's the one band that I, I am like, There's got there's got to be like some talking heads. Definitely. Records in yeah. yeah in Connor's collection in my yeah in my parents' collection. Very excellent. How yeah, I yeah. got into it the first time, and then Aaron kind of really really got back into them in uh, when we were in college, and uh, started adopting more of like David Burns kind of vocal tone for our side project Flyer Club, uh-huh. and then we just started listening more and more and more. So even like after TC started, it was like a rebirth of Talking Heads kind of in our life, and at the same time that like we put out mask this must be the place was blowing up again for some reason like it it had a big resurgence and i'd oh, hear it on the radio well, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah like every two days i'd hear it on the radio i think it I'm was like, in something it was it had to be in yeah. something yeah um I'm i dated sure this chick that listened to that song every day every day yeah. every single day great song yeah great song um <laughs> but they have other songs <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah they have a lot of good stuff yeah that's definitely a big influence for most of the stuff aaron and i work on that's awesome. Yeah. Wait, it shows it shows that I I don't know if like a regular lay person would pick up on it as much as, you know, another musician that's like That one's like it's Cuz it's not like you sound like them, but you make some decisions that yeah. you obviously listened to them before you made those decisions. Well, a lot of like the chop guitar stuff. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, all, yeah. And from Chic is another like huge influence yeah. like uh, yeah, all that kind of stuff we love and we started incorporating that in our music sometime in college with a RC cat and old project we had our guitarist Julio our TC's original guitarist um, came from like a real indie rock you know Corpus Christi like grungier kind of background and I was like no 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 like no distortion space right put right, some right, space between right. the notes and we kind of reconceptualize how we use guitar in our music that's interesting yeah. uh, I was I, I was thinking about this in that uh I feel like the difference between like soul and funk, like the transition that happened was the space between the notes. Yeah, soul is a lot more mellifluous. Yeah. Like there's, and there's legato melodies yeah. that's held out. And to me, funk, everything exists in the space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all, if you put everything together and get it real tight, then there's a lot of space in between. You know? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I love that. All the polyrhythms in funk is really what, like, what does it for me. Yeah. So you do you record all this stuff yourself? Yeah, it is a bedroom pop band. Yeah, it's a similar setup to what you've got here, just a different shaped How room. Cool, man. Yeah, it's been in garages and it's been in a room much smaller than this at some points. Uh, so yeah, it's a challenge for sure to have it not sound like a bedroom. No, it sounds like <laughs> you, you could have said like I made that at Arlen, and I'd believe that. No, I've I've never spent a dollar on studio time in my life. I've never like. I've been in a real studio, like as a tour with a friend while they were recording. Mm-hmm. But really, I've just never spent much time in studios. It's not, it's never been part of the way I worked, and I've never had money for that. Like, I work. I like to work slow. It's funny because you throw stuff away. Right, your band deals in a world of like 
pop that is wealthy. Yeah. And like you showed up in like jeans and a t-shirt and you're like, yeah, I'm late because I was skating. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I've got my, I thought my this guy was going to show up with like pants. five chicks in like a, no, in no, like a no. Bentley or something. No, definitely not. No, I've got a 2013 Mazda that's a stick shift. It's still kicking, but it's, it was not doing so well on the way over here. I'll tell you oh, that. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> but there is that about pop, isn't there? There's like, it the, it's like soul music, like, like R&B music now. Like you can't, you can't be like a poor R&B guy. That doesn't, no, that doesn't seem cool. Any of it really is like a facade. I think about like, like Lady Gaga kind of put that in, in the forefront of people's consciousness. Like that's just someone that started singing like wearing the right sunglasses and like showing up in the right photos and like projected the image but of you have that sensibility like i mean I've, a little I've, bit <laughs> i know i've reached out to you like years maybe even before the pandemic yeah yeah because i've always been a fan of of oh, yours you. yeah and i i like we do the austin music foundation artist development program oh yeah and yeah. i know i brought you guys up at least once in one of these oh, nice. but there's so many bands and all that and there's like five people that vote whatever yeah but, i know how it goes it's it's also just so saturated here it's like you can't jesus every band can't right get funding it's yeah. not possible so we're, we're not in a rush yeah <laughs> um so, but i i i i know i've reached out to you before but there's there's like uh for hearing your music i th- i know i saw you once and i think it was outside at hotel vegas it was did you guys do like a day party at south by southwest there like most years at some point okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so i have There's no idea chance, when it was yeah. but i think that's when i first saw you i love the yeah. name thanks i love what is it what's tc mean it's whatever you want it to be okay it, it obviously came from the Jesus Toyota. To- oh. No, no, no. But that I thought about that when we were uh, pitching the band because we were looking to, into like SEO. Like I, I tell everybody, just like Google your band name before you start the band. Like it takes thirty seconds, dude. Also, Google so f- your fucking podcast name. Like, yeah, I started anything, this show in twenty eleven, yeah. and there's like thirty eight fucking. How did I get here? Is out there now. And yeah. you write them, and everyone's a yeah. dick about it. Really. Yeah, they know. They don't want to. They know. They know that our in-house legal team is not very strong. For here, how did I get here? Yeah, you don't say. <laughs> Rosie's not uh, picking up yeah, the pieces, Rosie's, huh? Rosie's, yeah, Rosie's. Rosie lost her license a few years ago oh, for being in contempt. Oh, what a shame! Um, for humping all the pillows. Um, uh, so. Yeah, so I know I reached out with to you then, and something like I think you guys were. Good. So how long have you guys been going on tour? We've been we did our first tour, oh, I think I want to say twenty eighteen, maybe no twenty nineteen. Oh, really? Right before everything Early. shut down. Twenty eighteen. It had to be twenty eight. Twenty seventeen. Okay. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I know that we, whole that, like, that we, couple of years changed time and the way time moves and the way time used and to we move. We all forgot how to remember time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's all real. But also, we, we've done like ten, twelve tours now nationally or something wow. over the years. Are they going okay? Like, have they gotten yeah. to a point where you come back and you're not like, oh, dude, I'm never. I make doing more that again. than I made working at Guitar Center for those two weeks. You know. So it's not, it's not, <laughs> it's not a lot. You know, we're not coming home and uh, buying watches or anything. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's enough to like pay rent for that month. Right. So it's, and that's all we want to be doing really is just playing shows, making music. We, Aaron and I have got the record label that we're running on the side. And right. I know you, you were saying that about it's a flyer club records. Mm-hmm. Do you have anyone else or is it just you? It's, well, it's just the two of us really that run it with help from a couple, we have some people that partner on different things, but it's just us, uh, our projects. And then we have maybe four four or five artists signed right now that we're like about to release stuff for. Oh, wow. And then we're always talking with a couple more about developing stuff. It's kind of like a a label for, we're not trying to be your like end destination. We just want to help you out with early career stuff. Right. And like figure out what you're doing with music and you can do, you know, you can go do stuff somewhere else uh, later on. We don't charge for anything. We really just like making music and we just want to be making a lot of it. Right. So no, yeah, it's a. Uh, we have a lot of goofy material. We like to take a lot of more like out there kind of weirdo stuff that probably wouldn't make it on most other labels. I think that's cool. You know? Are you? Uh, were you inspired? It seems like a. It seems like a lot of people over the last sort of uh, five to ten years have kind of started having these kind of collective labels where it's not like mm-hmm. you can give someone you know. 
$100,000 advance or something, but you can provide support and also like a group of people that can kind of help each other, help each other do stuff. It, like space flight's a great example of yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. You know? it's, it's closer to that kind of a model where, you know, we're helping people book tours and get on the road. Cool. That's cool. Pairing them shit, with other acts to go tour. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and also doing like, pin pal or pass back collabs mm-hmm. so like we'll take we have an artist in new york and an artist in st louis that are both putting stuff out this summer you know one of them does more in the box stuff the other one does more like actual guitar and bass and real recording right but they both kind of are looking for what the other one has so we paired them up and then we'll you know whenever they finish their ep like we'll put that out it's kind of just a separate collaborative project cool that can live on its own and they can both play those songs that neither one of them can play those songs live and it doesn't matter that's it's awesome just, man just what they wanted to be doing you know yeah are you like a fan of like brian eno and those kind of yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we do any We've specific actually... <laughs> aspect of eno because sometimes people are like um, well, i don't like this about him but um i, I don't know why i did those coldplay records <laughs> you know yeah I mean? no i mean he's i think producers should like push themselves and just do different things yeah and, I don't put I don't throw shade on anybody for like working with anyone unless they're like a, a truly a real piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, well, also like uh, I, that song. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know if you're like I'm not a Coldplay fan, but that song Paradise. Mm-hmm. Like whenever I listen to it, I have to start it over and over. That's a fucking that is a fucking record, man. That, it that is. is a fucking yeah, yeah. The, the production in that is yeah. There's some of it. I mean, that explosive. That song in particularly got overplayed for me for mm-hmm. sure. I I listen to them more right before that i think um but i like a lot of Eno stuff in production we our other band flyer club is working on an album called music for airplanes and we want to uh we're going to rent out this white box and fill it with static produ- producing devices you know like tvs uh like just white noise on your phone a fan you know and then just walk around the room with micro microphones like handheld for an hour or two and do ambient recordings, just like picking up the static fields and uh, have a white noise album. <laughs> That's fucking genius, man. It's, uh, do you know Jonas Wilson? I don't know. Mr. Jonas Pink Wilson. Records? He has no. another, he's got a label, like okay. a cassette label. Really? In, 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 here stuff. in town? Uh, uh, he lives in Bastrop, but yeah, yeah. Okay, nice. I'll have to check them out. Yeah. He's, We're always looking for more stuff like that. Yeah, but he, you guys you guys would be great friends. Yeah, I think so. He's, think he's so, a yeah. huge fan of doing shit like that. It's we're just trying to have a lot of fun, you know, and I think if you really have a ton of fun when you're making the music, it shows in the final product. Right. And you can you can hear that in the record. If you hated re- making the record like I, I don't know. Who wants to listen to that? Right. You don't. No, no. <laughs> no. Um man, I wanted to ask you about uh the song uh or the record R&D. Yeah. Like there's a certain amount of like uh because to me, I was listening to all the records, and I really love your last whole album, the uh, As Seen on TV. That's a great album, man. Thank you. Yeah, Thank it really you. is. Um, but I was wondering what it was about R&D, where there's, you know, the song Into You has like almost 2 million plays on Spotify. Like, yeah. what what was it? A, what Did you get on a playlist, or what did you do a certain tour? Did you open for I, a fucking... I think we were like on... I think our, our uh, we were just on a bigger rise before the pandemic. Like, we had a couple albums out. Yeah. It was our third album. You know, your third album's like, you've already got some people listening. It's a chance to really break out a little yeah. bit. Born to Run, mm-hmm. fucking uh, yeah. Damn the Torpedoes. There's a lot of good third albums I love yeah. out there. That's the Home uh, Run album. It, it is. Yeah. Um, so we had a lot of traction. We were touring a lot. Uh, I think it's also just like, I guess romantic albums are really marketable. You know, an album about like, kind of being bummed out about entertainment and staying home too much and this just the state of the world in your mind you know it's like not as not as marketable as like you know 50 ways to leave your lover right yeah <laughs> right yeah um dude have you heard his new album mm-mm. How, when did it come out my former bandmate fucking co-producer he, he lives really? here now wow he, I didn't Paul know Simon that. lives here I didn't know that he's in no Wimbledon that's um, crazy it just came out like two weeks ago Wow, I'll have to give it a listen. What's it called? Do you know? It's the Seven Psalms. Seven Psalms? Oh, okay. It's like, it's like yeah, a, yeah, I saw some press it's like, like I'm 83 years old and I'm <laughs> getting to the end. But like songs that came to him, he's a genius. Yeah, I, I love all this stuff. It's so good. 
I was watching. We we have this in this band Skyrocket. I'm in. We have this video thing, and we played at three ten the other night, where you can sit backstage and watch the thing that's showing on the video. Mm-hmm. And there was a like a video of him, like like seventy nine, you know, seventy eight, seventy a very well into being Paul Simon. It's like so he just did not look like a rock star by any means yeah. like ever. He always looked like just some little dude. Just walked out of the crowd and picked up the guitar and yeah. 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 Yeah, I love that. I think it's very endearing. Yeah. It's a very very sweet persona. Totally. So, I was so so there you were on a rise and a romantic album is a is easy to sell and I guess I don't know uh, we yeah we've did you never, get like radio play or something or what like that's what I'm we've always had a lot of like local radio like uh, KUTX will uh-huh. play us sometimes and KVRX plays us a lot okay they, or they used to play us they had a rule at one point um, at KVRX that they had to stop playing us so much because it was a it became that's a problem awesome. actually a problem um, but we were doing like a bunch of co-op shows at the time so we were more tight with the university community right we never got any kind of like editorial playlist or any of that honestly like it's just been a lot of hard work and playing shows there's very few like inorganic boosts of any kind i can think of that got us more than like like five to ten followers or something but that's (laughs) that's really cool though right yeah our graph is just a straight line there's no scoop you know it doesn't ever whoop yeah, I, I love I mean, it. I think that's like my whole mentality is just put in the work, play the shows. If you love what you're making, share it with people, you know. You make great videos. They like it, they'll show back yeah. up. And I remember when I saw you at that thing, even though I was kind of drunk, I was like, you know, fuck, man. Like, here's a band that's like, you had fucking dancers. Like, it wasn't like, there, it was like, like that is awesome. Like, Thanks. you know, like. Nothing against a sad dude with the acoustic guitar. No, I love, I love nothing, a, nothing a against sad boy with his guitar. Me or like any of my friends, but like, <laughs> no, we have, it's I've exciting got to go see too. a show. Yeah. You know what's that? What's that project called? Um, oh, those most of those are dead at this point. Oh, um, or on my computer. <laughs> oh, dude, um, I had a really sad most of boy those project. are dead at this point is a great name for that project. Though. That is, that is, a good <laughs> that is a good name for a sad boy record. Uh, I was going to release something more like singer-songwriter and very depressing. And like when I was a senior in college um, and start doing my own solo stuff because all my bands in college had just fall, fallen apart because, you know, someone moves or Did someone you go to goes school abroad. Here? Yeah, I went to school at UT. What do you major in? I was Plan 2. It's like their uh, liberal arts honors program. You do a little bit of science, philosophy. Is that what math. William Harris Graham did? Maybe. I don't know. I think I he sh- did. I probably you know him? Know. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I probably he's a musician here in town too. I I've heard that name around, but I've never met him or I'm not familiar. I think I think yeah, he did like architecture and something else. And I think he was planned too. Wow, it's, it's a it's a great degree because you get like a I mean it's like an Ivy League education for in-state yeah. tuition price. Were you uh and uh, like a like a a great student a great I, w- I I was a good student growing up. Everybody thought I would in high school. Uh, you know, you get like the senior superlatives that they say who you think you're going to be and whatever. Right. I was most likely to be the next Steve Jobs. Jesus. So, so I was like, well, no that's, pressure, bro. That's nice, y'all, but I think you read it wrong. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I have any of that aspiration in me. Um, but I, yeah, I was always like bright and did well in school. Wow. Growing up. That's fu- That's really impressive. I know. Yeah, I know. I know it takes that. You can't just get in plan two. No, it's, yeah, you have um, to be accepted. I wish I wish that was just the way school was for everybody at UT. Because honestly, like those classes versus the rest of the classes I took there, yeah. was night and day difference. Really, like so. I mean, you'd have like eight kids and one professor who's at the forefront of their field in something, you know, teaching about like fourth dimension art and culture, or like you know, narrative strategies and storytelling. Or, I don't Fuck yeah. Like, it, uh, quantum physics. Like, yeah, what, yeah. like yeah, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> With, like, eight to ten kids sometimes. You're just talking. And, like, now I listen to all these podcasts and I hear all my professors as, like, references for, I'm like, oh, wow, there's, like, Gleason and Strassen again, you know, or there's so wow. too. Like, yeah. So that that was a little surreal. I think I didn't, like, recognize how cool that was at the time. I just applied and last minute, like, checked the box. yeah. And they, I got into UT early, so I didn't apply anywhere else in high school. I was like, okay, coast year, I'm done. And you were already doing music at that point? 
Yeah, I wanted to drop out of high school and do music full time when I was 16. And, Me too. <laughs> and that was a conversation with my mom that <laughs> that did not go that way. They don't. <laughs> they, <laughs> they don't. don't <laughs> they don't. Tend they really to. don't. Yeah. No. Um, but I, I love my parents. They've always been really supportive. That's me at my first gig when I was fourteen, and that's my mom. She was there. It was. Is that her? No. The, the, yeah. 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 Wow. Now that's a pretty that's fully awesome. developed great. fourteen-year-old in that picture above. Yeah, I, I was a, a similarly yeah. like yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was in the woodlands. Wow. Yeah. I love the just the color of those photos. They're beautiful. Yeah, like that. that was 19, I was 14, so it was like 1983 or 84. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> what a cool... Was it a house party? No. Uh-huh. Nice. Yeah, it was uh, my best friend's uh, birthday. That was one of my first shows. In, was it? Uh, like <laughs> One of our first like proper shows, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't... Upset. What did you, what songs did you play at this? Because this, we, we just played all covers. I, so in, I had a couple bands like late middle school early high school that were just a mix of you know it's like everybody in the band had a different background it'd be like dubstep and then metal right, and then right. like folk singer something like whatever all kinds of stuff and we we did a battle of the bands and it was terrible and um we lost like they didn't rank you you know but like we knew we were the last right we were like the bottom band on the ranking right and we decided, okay, let's stop all that and just do like Texas folk and country music, you know, like um, do a lot of just like Willie Nelson, Johnny Cash, Chris Christopherson, like that kind of that kind of scene. Typical Lyle, middle school kind of band. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you're in you're in Houston, and like no, know, people just want to hear that stuff. And yeah, they're yeah, like, what's yeah. easy? Like yeah. metal is really hard. Like. Yeah. Some, the electronic stuff, like we're not all on the same page. Like, what's well, easy? And like, let's just strum some guitars and sing some easy songs, and that did really well. And then we won Battle of the Bands the next year. And it's like, oh, okay. If you like, think about it a little before you just start touching the instruments. Yeah. Like you're gonna have a little bit tighter vision and yeah, or just be on the same page. Yeah. At least. <laughs> that that first show, like my guitar strap broke, and like we had a friend come ju- like jump on the stage in a costume, and he like broke half the stage. Like it was so bad. So we were like, okay, no no more gimmicks. Let's just get our act together, and like play some real songs, you know. Yeah. Did you ever play out while you were there? Like when you were living there? Yeah, not at a ton of bars and stuff because it's it's just hard to do that young in right. Houston. Fitzgerald though was it was open to that stuff? They would sometimes, yeah. yeah. Um, but we weren't, I mean, we weren't big enough to get like an, even an opening spot there or something. We do a lot of coffee shops. We do warehouse live sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I guess a couple of those smaller spots. Um, but a lot of house shows. Do you ever stuff. do like Helios or was that 21 and up that place? Remember that place? Was it Helios or something else it was called? It's real nice lady Mariana owned it. I, I don't think I've ever been. I think I know what you're talking about though. It's on Westheimer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Down the street from Numbers. Yep. Yeah. No, we never no. played. Okay. No, a lot of like, I mean, when you're in high school, it's just whoever asks. Right. It's like anybody that asks you to play a show, you're like, of course. Yeah. I'll drop anything. Yeah, of course, man. Cause it's just, yeah. <laughs> like practice outside of my house. Yes. I'd love that. Yeah. I remember the hour, uh, hour, the fucking five hours we spent like in the driveway after that, you know, concert, that first concert in Kayla's living room. Just riding the high. Just, yeah. And just talking about like going through it, but I'd like... <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of neuroses to high school musicians, you know. Yeah, we recorded really? it actually. Really, and a That's few awesome. years later, we destroyed it. Oh no! Because we were like, man, there's no way it's going to ruin my career, man. When I- <laughs> I'm never going to want these memories. I would literally give two thousand dollars to have that cassette right now, yeah. to, for you and me to be able to listen to. We would uh, laugh so hard. I believe it. Yeah. Oh my god. I believe it. I have my like the first album I put out ever. Yeah, on yeah. CD in high school. And my dad found it recently, like on a road trip with uh, my sister, and they were talking about it with my partner. And she was like, "Oh, I'd love to hear that." And they were both like, "Uh, <laughs> you might, you might not love to hear it." They're like, "It's, it's okay, you know." But he's, I know, I know his voice is not all that now, but like, trust us, he's come a long way, you know. You don't want to hear what he started like. People used to say I was a. Uh, a young Lou Reed or an early Bob Dylan. 
Like those are insults? Come on. Well, they're not. I mean, neither of those guys could get on American Idol. Do you, no. Can you imagine Lou Reed's like blind, like the audition on American Just trying to sing Happy Birthday, even, you know? <laughs> I, yeah. Um, no, they have a lot of emotion, and like I love their yeah. songwriting. And yeah. I was like, ah, that's just not what you want to hear, you know, when you first uh, right. start out doing this stuff. When, yeah. when you started, like, why did you start out? Like, what made you get into it? Um, was there a certain thing? I just always, I, I don't know, I always loved music, played it as long as I can remember. But like what made the switch where you're like, I, I want to be one of the guys that does it, not just one of the people that goes to the show? Um, I don't think it, I think it was like- Always? Just always, yeah. And it, not even from a perspective of like, that's what I want to be, but like, that's what I want to be doing. Yeah. You know, like I just, I'd play piano just all day, you know, sometimes. And I like, I bought a drum set in high school and I, we had a barn in the backyard. And I go out in the barn and just jam for like six hours, you know, just like get shredded. And there's nothing like that feeling, you know, just, just, just feeling free and ripping for a while. Yeah. Um, so So, I I don't know, just that. Yeah. (laughs) Just like it a lot. Yeah. Um, I've always known there's not money in it, so it's not that. (laughs) Right. Do you, do you do another thing outside Um, of skateboarding? Not, not right now. I'm unemployed, but I did. Uh, guitar Center for five years after I graduated, so I was in at Your Guitar Center. Your parents were probably so happy. He got oh no, he got when they got through Plan through Two, he graduated and like right into Guitar Center. This I mean, guy can get you a great deal on some cables. They were happy I was able to like finish paying for school and get a job. I right. think they were like just glad <laughs> yeah, I was yeah, yeah, yeah. working. You know, yeah, they're like he's paying rent. Which one did you, you know? work at? The North one or the, the Anderson? Yeah. 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 Um, oh, I lost what I was saying before that. Uh, that was your job, and now in between. Jobs. Oh yeah, and now I'm unemployed. Yeah, well, that's all right, man. Um, I do video like freelance stuff. Oh really? And then uh, I mean, I take like paying audio gigs, not for the label, just for people that are asking sometimes. And what do you mean audio gigs? Engineering, like, like mis- mixing, mastering. Oh okay, cool. Um, I rarely do engineering or recording anymore, just because it's. Like it's so much time. Mm-hmm. If I'm gonna do that, like it's I prefer to go out to the country or something and like set up a little. My my parents have a place in Bandera on the river. Oh, nice! Tiny, tiny, tiny house, but the acoustics are like nice. It's just wood paneled walls. From, you know, ah, oh, that's awesome. This guy up there built by himself, like in the 50s or 60s, I think. Um, so we'll bring all the gear out and set it up and just record for a week straight, and then you've got the album done. Come back to town. But yeah, I rarely do that in town. It's so much work. Yeah, to set up for other folks. Sure, sure. That's really rad that you have that access to that. It's yeah, it's incredible. My parents got that place when we were in second grade, I think. So we've been. It feels more like home to me than like probably anywhere else. Really, there's only like 900 people in the town, and it hasn't changed. Yeah, too much. <laughs> Everything else has changed a lot more. So yeah, it's like a home base. I have some. Do you know the 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 uh, the Robesons? The Charlie Robeson yes. and, and yeah, Bruce yeah, Robeson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's where they're from. Yeah, so. yeah. We used to cover one of Charlie's songs. Oh yeah. Um, oh, I'm blanking on the name. It was. He's great. He's great. They're I both love, great. I love his stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah and their voices are incredible. Incredible. Like they also so have a sister, Robin Ludwig, and she has a venue. It, I don't think it's in Bandera. I think it's. Shit, it's in Wimberley. I don't know, somewhere like that. What, do you know the name? I'm drawing a blank on the name. There's a bunch of venues in Bandera that we. I, I always take people to uh, Archie Blues Silver Dollar, and so you can smoke inside, yeah, sawdust yeah. on the floor. They got the same band that's been there for 50 <laughs> years. They have a binder, you know, almost a foot big, and they say that binder's got every country song in it. You ask us anything, we'll play it, and and it has all the music in it. But they've never opened the binder, you know. They just know all the songs. Yeah. Like, Wow. You can yell anything at him and they'll play it. It's incredible. That's awesome, yeah. man. Um, yeah. All right. So uh, so how did you get the band started? Did you start that in college or when you... So this one... Yeah, TC Superstar. Yeah, I had the record pretty much done when I graduated. And then I just... Mask? Mm-hmm. Okay. And I just asked uh, people that I played with in college if they'd want to play with me. And then I went to LB... And said, hey, you know, I'm trying to do this. I have this vision. Like, I want dance. You know, I want it to be a really fun, like, energetic show. Can you teach me how to communicate choreography to people? Because, like, I don't have a language for that, you know? Like, I dance for fun. 
Right. They're all trained dance majors. Right. And I didn't think I'd be working with them originally. I thought I'd just be working with like whichever of my friends like would be willing Had to. Had the balls to. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but she was like, you know, honestly, I'd love to choreograph for this project and dance for it as well. And I know other people that would also. Yeah. I was like, let's do that. <laughs> let's do that instead of like me trying to, you know, teach people how to boogie. Yeah. Um, and then the rest is history. It just kept going. That's amazing, man. It's been it's been really beautiful to watch it grow and just to be able to spend so much time with so many of my close friends. Yeah. Like doing something that I love and just traveling around the US, like meeting new people. Right. Um it's, it's the best, isn't it? It is. It's really addictive. Everybody I've ever brought on tour to like tour manage or take photos or just to ride along for three dates for fun, mm-hmm. like they get the bug and they have to do it again. Yeah. You know, it's really... um... Well, there's a couple of things that are great about it. A, like once you get in motion and your body, if your body can act, I know people who can't, like they just can't, Mm. like it it just... It's not for everyone. It's not for everyone, everyone. no. But my body goes, like it takes takes two days, maybe, maybe even a day and a half. And once I'm going, it's exciting. I can wake up early and go exploring before you have to leave and nap in a van. Like mm-hmm. I'm real good like that. And like you get on this, it's a crepuscular cycle. It's exactly. like cats. You sleep in the day. Yeah. You sleep a couple hours in the middle of the night. Yeah. You're up the rest of the time. Yeah. Yeah. And it's fun. Like it's I so love sound fun. check. I love walking into a new place. I love meeting people. I Everybody love... that works at a venue is super cool. Super cool. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And even if they're a little crusty at first and they realize you're a not a dick, crusty. if you're not a dick, you know what I mean? Usually yeah. the crust goes away and they're like, all you right, man. a joke or two, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. then you just, you sleep on someone's floor or couch and you grab breakfast with them the next morning and then they're your friend for life. <laughs> like, You're right. You're correct. You, you know people in every city. I have a lot city. of friends like that, yes. You know, and I have friends everywhere like that. It's like a summer camp bond or something. You know, it's just, it's like so intense, so yeah. fast that you'll never lose those memories. I got off the floor circuit. <laughs> like, yeah. Like uh, 23 or 24 years ago, and I can't. Like, the thought of it freaks me out. I yeah. mean, I did it a little. There was this band called, you know, Casey McPherson. He had that band, Endosheen, and uh, mm-hmm. Alpha Rev. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in a band before it called Al- uh, Endosheen with them. And there was there was some couch and, and floor situations, and uh, and I was like, no. It's, I mean, I get it. As someone that's 6'2 yeah. and dancing every night, it's not good for your back. I no, can no, tell no, you that. no. <laughs> No. Everybody else can fit horizontally in the van. I'm, I've got like a six inches oh, too much, you know. Yeah, just bumping up against both walls. You have a van? But yeah, we we started touring in my mom's SUV way back when, and then that died. It died in New York, and then we spent most of the money we made on tour to get it fixed, and then we made it back to Austin, and then it really died. Um, <laughs> and then we got this crappy van for t- like 2000 bucks. I spent you know months fixing it up, got it where it would run pretty consistently, died on tour. It's oh. like three days into a six-week tour. Yeah. We stayed with this other band, Dega, in uh, Commerce, Georgia. Yeah. And they they were older. They one of them's the lead singer of Ponderosa. The other one like has their solo project and toured with Kesha. So they've like been doing the music thing for a long time. And they kind of taught us how to buy a van. They like they like walked us through it. And we bought a Ford Transit with nothing but a thousand dollars in scrap from the other van that we traded. In. Oh, great! Yeah, nice. And had that for a couple of years now. Uh, extremely grateful. It's like very nice to be safe on the road. It is. There's something about that. Yeah. The other one, like it would die going up hills and then you'd have to put it in neutral, turn it off to let the engine cool down and then get it back at the bottom. It's like, I'm, we just shouldn't be doing that. We're going (laughs) to. I had that Mr. Rocket Baby in a Colorado. I had a band called Mr. Rocket Baby. And then like, I don't know, 1994, we did these tours of Colorado and every, every pass that we had to go over broke down. Yeah. Yeah, it's terrible. Everybody's like holding the rosary, <laughs> praying to something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember I had this videotape of it. It's like I was interviewing someone in the band, and there was a guy asleep, and and the van breaks down, and 
I'm like, what happened? He's like, the van broke down, and the guy sleeps, sits up, and goes, and goes back to sleep. It's fucking awesome. Um, Perfect timing. Perfect timing. Ten times, yeah. Um, Will you tell me a little bit about static dynamic? There's, uh, it's a, it's about a lot of different things, but it's inspired by the idea of colonizing Mars. It is. So I like, yeah. There's just a lot of. so to preface, I wrote the record real fast. Like I just realized, I think it had been a couple of years since we put an album out. Like morale was kind of slowing down with the band. I kind of, I kind of knew that LB was going to be leaving in the winter, and like, like this winter. Yeah, LB. Uh, her last show was this past January. Oh, sorry. Um, no, it's not a, it's not a sad thing. It's she just is doing other stuff with her life. She's leading this like awesome youth uh, dance education program awesome. in town um and we picked up some other dancers but i could tell that things were kind of like well we should probably put out an album if we want to keep being a band you know and like really keep doing this um there were a bunch of just headlines about colonizing mars at the time and <laughs> i like i'm a i'm a bit of a, a space nerd you know like as a child yeah. i love that stuff sure. But at the same time, I just don't, it bums me out that like, that's where we're putting so many resources and that like, we haven't figured out this planet very well. And people are like trying to, you know, it's like someone that's, their house is a mess and they're like trying to buy a second home or something, you know, it's like, it's like, do you <laughs> really, it's like, do you need that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. Is, is, do we actually have a need Why for that right now? Up your house? Yeah. Like, it's cool that, you know, the, like the monkeys developed enough that they could put one on the other planet. Like, right, that's right. very impressive. Um, but the way we're going about it kind of bumps me out. Uh, so a lot of the album came from that place. And I've also, I was also just thinking a lot about work culture in the U.S. at the time as I was transitioning to unemployment. <laughs> um, or as Guitar Center puts it, promoted to customer. <laughs> That's great. Uh, it is. It is, <laughs> it, and it's very true. Is this the worst part about it? You're like, oh, I'm like all of y'all's bosses now. Great. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I was thinking a lot about just you know the way that we work and what we're working for and what we're working towards, uh, and then I just thought it would be interesting to frame it as kind of a long distance breakup album because that's like the ultimate long distance breakup, breakup you yeah. could have you know like you put your lover on another planet yeah like literally um and that was it that was like the 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 whole kind of thought bubble all at once and the record wrote itself in like two nights i think i did all the Jesus, songs really mm-hmm. and then uh i think a week or two passed and then i had demos for all the songs done and then i just sat on it till January finished up some like overdubs and you know redid all the vocals and stuff. Um, so it was a real quick record. The it was simple concept, easy execution. I don't know if it's my finest work. It's probably some of my fastest work, which usually, you know, doesn't mean it's your finest. Okay, um, I mean if it's good, it could. Uh, but it was a lot of fun to make, and I was I wanted to kind of push myself. I was trying to take a right or a left turn. I don't want to make the same record twice in a row, you know, or I guess twice ever. Uh, but this one, I, I'm sure your listeners can tell I'm a bass too. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, also people that are listening that listen to your music, like you there every once in a while you pop in as narrator in a song, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 <clears throat> I like so, that. So they can, you know, the voice. Yeah. Um, but almost like probably 90% of the next records all in my falsetto which is a like a strange sounding falsetto. It's not a falsetto that I've gotten like a ton of compliments on. Is it on. sexy? Is that what it is? Are the songs? You know, sexy is in the eye of the beholder mood? or the ear of the beholder, I guess. Right, in this right, case. right, right. Well, I mean like in a print sort of like, you know what I mean? Um, I mean, some nights is... I wouldn't say I'm I'm anywhere close to as sexy okay. as Prince, you know, I wouldn't... Oh, I, yeah, I wouldn't expect you to. That's a, um, that's a that's bold a statement from anyone. That's an extremely high bar. Even like yeah. Prince's brother or something would have a hard time yeah, saying yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, good luck. <laughs> Can you even imagine? Can you imagine just like walking into prom, you know, and you're right next to Prince, and you're trying to... Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're not talking to anybody all night. No. Know? You're just standing over there. Yeah. It's not going to happen. But it's it's like sweet and soft, and it's kind of an odd falsetto because it's really low. You know, it's like you shifted it. Like I can sing a 
probably a G or an F below middle C or something, and like that's my my head voice. Yeah, it's like it's that register. It's all that. Um, (laughs) So it's it was a like tricky record to produce because I'd never tried to arrange for that part of my voice, right? And I I realize now like. I probably should transpose some of these songs a little bit into a different key. Just, yeah, just to, are you going to do that live? Um, I, I could. That's a thought. Because sometimes <laughs> recorded falsetto, like um, like the Bee Gees, mm-hmm. like uh, like uh, uh, my baby moves me night. The uh, you should be dancing. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. all three of them singing together at in like in unison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like tripling. They do that stack sound so well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just... But, but sometimes, like live, the falsetto can get lost mm-hmm. if it's not pushed because it's so soft. It's and, really and hard. And in a bar setting with a band, do you guys have your own sound person? No. Fuck. No, we, uh, we risk it. But I've run, I've run sound a lot over the years, so it's like, it's pretty easy to communicate if stuff oh, that's is good. bad and yeah, whatever. Yeah. And it's really rare that we have bad sound anymore. Every Like on tour, every once in a while, you know, you just get a weird night where you're like, oh man, they had a hardcore band last night and it's the same person running sound. And yeah. it's like, that's this is, you know, not their vibe. Yeah. Um, but 99% of the time, yeah, no problem. Luckily, because I do a lot of stuff and like this part of my chest voice, it's super, super low. I can perform it really quiet. So I... I uh, sound people have told me they um, get upset with how hot I like the mic sometimes, right. but I like to have it where I can, you know, I can get this close if me I too. need to. Me too. And then I can belt from back here if I need to. Yeah, yeah. And I can really like pull back because I can be extremely loud yeah. when I'm belting, and the dynamics are a lot. But I think it's. So I just put the mic in my mouth. <laughs> yeah. That's my strategy so far. We'll see. We'll yeah. See. I could transpose something, for sure. Yeah. Um, do you guys, so you don't, you don't have a manager or anything. You don't have a booking agent. When you book these tours, you do it yourself. So fuck, I'm the, I'm still the manager. We have a national booking agent. Now. Oh, great. Just in the last couple of years, we got on anniversary group. Um, this guy, Thomas Conitzer is our agent. He's fantastic. Where are they based out of? Uh, he's up in, well, anniversary, I think is Brooklyn based. Okay. Tom's in Philly right now. Okay. Um, he was in Ohio when we like started talking to him, he was independent and then he went to anniversary. So we kind of got swept up with that. Right. Is there, is it, do you, do, did he do Austin as well? No. Okay. No, okay, I do Austin and Texas. And honestly, like a lot of the South sometimes. Okay. Cause he'll book the major markets and right, kind of right. like book the kickoff and the, the next yeah. couple of shows. Yeah. I know even Bob Schneider had a thing like that where they did mm-hmm. their own in-house booking in texas yeah if you're bob schneider that makes sense for sure it's a drag if you're the booking agent though because all the big money gigs it is yeah (laughs) but also like tom gets it because he knows that like that kickoff show is going to (laughs) be 10 times more money than anything we'll get for the rest of the tour right that's going to pay for our gas to do the whole thing right so if we do the kickoff show like the rest of the tour happens and there's no problems right and and also like I mean I'm glad that you have that because there's a lot of bands that don't do the tour like they don't you know you're not trying to get a viral TikTok video and that's the definition of what TC superstar no. is you're like no we're so bad at that stuff no but it's good that I I feel like it's good that you're still going out there and like earning yeah. them by as many people come to see you a night as as you can get in a room and then doubling it the next time and the fact that you're going back and touring like you've toured this many times in such a short period of time. Mm-hmm. It's it pretty fucking impressive, man. Well, thank you. It, it is a lot of work, but it's we love it. So it's definitely selfish in some ways. Yeah. Um, oh, what else was I going to say about that? I don't know. Just sitting here, like waiting for it. You get it now. Trips of genius. Trips of genius. I'm like this guy. Drops in a, a little cup. <laughs> um, where well, do you play oh, in yeah. Houston? Oh, sorry. Uh, I was just going to say. I really think like the. The live show is how I would like everybody to encounter the music the first time. Yeah. If, if I had a choice, you know, um, I love the music and I like that it's online and you can just find it or, you know, hear it at the airport or whatever. But really, like, if you can see the live show first 
anytime you hear one of our songs after that, you'll still have like the memory of the visuals, you know, and it'll take you back to that experience. Yeah, yeah. So if I can, I would, yeah, that's why part of why we tour so much is just I'd like to get it in front of a lot of people yeah. in real life. I did, I did I, like, that was one of those things you come home and you like look up the band and like who the fuck was that that I just saw is amazing yeah I love it when people they yeah. come up and they're like we just walked in we've been drinking all night and we found this place yeah. and stumbled upon you yeah it's like thanks thanks for doing it yeah I have a funny airport story music airport story mm-hmm. one morning I was there and I was flying out somewhere and it was really early like 7 6 30 in the morning so very early I'm standing in line for coffee and I hear I hear myself I'm like like there's no one around right so I was just me in line I'm like and I turn to the lady behind me. I'm like, hey, lady. She's like, yeah. I'm like, this is me. And she's like, what? I'm like, that's my music. That's me. And she goes, <laughs> and keeps on looking at her photos. <laughs> like she's like, oh, wow. The Big rumors about deal, Austin dude. are really yeah. true. Jesus Everybody dude. and their mother, huh? <laughs> yeah. 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 That's funny. Yeah. That's another thing, man. They have music there when you get off the plane. It's, just, mm-hmm. it's nonstop. They play her stuff a lot. I get I get a yeah. text every like every couple of weeks or something. Someone's traveling. They're like, "Oh, I heard your song." Dude, was it? It used to be Nancy Copeland, but now somebody else is like the whole music liaison of that place. I don't know. I don't know who runs it. There's yeah. like there's like I think six to eight gigs a day there. I believe like it. you you yeah. There's it's, like it's, Saxon Pub is there. You play that Ray Benson stage mm-hmm. and like some other place. Yeah, they really like they get the live music as soon as you land. You know. Yeah, it's kind of cool. It and is, it also yeah, provides income for like six day people a day, you know. For sure. It's pretty good. Do, do they have the same people rotate in a lot, do you know? I'm not I, flying enough to be able to notice. It, I mean, there's people that I guess you're in their system and maybe you'll go once a month and play mm, or yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that, that people are on one of those kind of things. That's cool. Yeah. I did it a long time ago, like 2012. It's nice. I mean, you just yeah. grab a beer and sit at a concert you forget that you're in the airport for a little bit yeah it's not so bad there also are those people that are like jesus dude i was fucking gonna sit here and just call my wife then they get up and grab their shit when it's she's a big airport, yeah, you know? yeah 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 just stepped into saxon pub to call my wife <laughs> you're not gonna like the rest of this town <laughs> <laughs> oh where, where do you play in houston now um that's a big question that is it we just did a uh, last concert cafe oh nice did that's an outdoor one yeah and we did a. Uh, uh axelrad just this last weekend actually. i just heard about that place yeah it's it good it's great they have a patio that kind of reminds me of vegas during yeah. south by similar size stage a lot of picnic tables um they'll do food trucks sometimes and there's a pizza spot right on the corner you ever do continental club there mm-hmm. yeah we it's uh it's been a couple years but yeah we've been down there we used to do satellite bar was kind of uh, our yeah. go-to gill spot yeah um but that shut down. I've heard rumors, rumors via my dad that played golf with him at one point. It's that, coming back. Uh, yeah, Gil's trying to open something up on the east side, I think, maybe. Okay. Like, I'm in the warehouse, behind the warehouse district. Okay. Um, but I think he's just starting it as a bar for a while. I don't know if there'll be music immediately. Yeah. It's hard in Houston. It's hard to yeah keep finding spots over and over. Yeah. It is. It really is. That last concert's yeah. working out, though. Last concert's great. They have an awesome patio. We, I was really surprised. We did a January show there outside, and we still had pretty decent, yeah. decent turnout. Good draw. Dude, I mean, we, yeah, we, we do, that place, you can get a lot of people it's, in there. It's big, yeah. And it's a good, do you guys, do, who all do you play with? Do you play with people from there? Like We play with, whenever we go through Houston, it's mostly just local acts. Um, honestly, we, it's kind of a rotating cast there's a lot of people space cadets is probably open for us in houston more than anybody else are they good yeah they're uh they're really fun they're a two-piece it's like a little bit hyper poppy it's uh like kind of goofy and silly and they have these little set pieces they'll do sometimes to their backing tracks yeah and it's a lot of just like yeah jump around kind of uh electronic dance music stuff cool so they played with us a bunch um yeah it's just a yeah a lot of different people i'm gonna try and make it out on the 24th do you know when you play what time you play i if it was like this last one i want to say 9 p.m really maybe 10 p.m because i think vegas has an earlier cutoff on the patio oh right right i don't think they can do stuff till 2 a.m out there um i think they have to get like a special permit for south by and stuff 
so it should be an earlier show, which honestly, maybe I'm getting older. Maybe the pandemic, you know, cha- changed me. Yeah. <laughs> but I kind of like the earlier shows now because, like, if I'm in the mood to drink and go out or hang at a friend's place, we can do that afterwards. And if not, like, you know, I don't have to. Yeah. It's not the pressure every time. Yeah. Um, it's nice to still get a hangout after you play. It's not yeah. already like four in the morning. Yeah. This band I'm in, Skyrocket, does really well in Houston. We normally do our New Year's there. And the Suffers beat us to, to last concert this year. Oh, uh, yeah. But the promoter and our booking agent were like, well, you guys are old. Your fucking fans are old. So you guys want to do a show that's like seven to nine? Are you going to like combo on the no, same No, no, no. We did it. We did it. And we oh, turned the yeah. house. It was oh, a Skyrocket nice. show. Everybody leaves. Suff- like Skyrocket, seven to nine. Suffers. 10 to 1 or whatever. I think venues are also just going to like have to do more of that stuff. Yeah. To, uh, we to almost sold it, it out. Yeah. Like there, there was two like just massive. They they had a great night that night. At, it's, yeah. I mean yeah. Like, like a lot of the New York venues have operated that way for a long time because rent and everything so expensive. Like they'll do the early show then the late night show. Last time we were there with the side project, we finished up what we thought was the late night show at two in the morning yeah and then another group came in and they said no we've got 2 a.m to 10 a.m that's our show slot oh god dude yeah we've been doing a show from like jesus uh, it wasn't like 9 p.m or something to two in the morning you know like pretty normal late night show and there was stuff going on before we showed up yeah yeah we were gonna leave all our stuff at the space come get it the next day they said no you can't do that we got the next show coming in oh i did one of those in new orleans like a three o'clock start yeah. show like three to four in the morning yeah it, that place was packed too it was New Orleans really is fucking weird good yeah. spot to do it yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah people are still out that hour well dude uh some nights is out now there's another 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 single coming out forever tw- forever okay and then uh another one called can love be kept apart mm. Mm. are you a joy division guy i like joy division yeah you could, that's a stuff. good cover band you could cover yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. that's in the range for sure yeah (laughs) they got the baritone what about have you ever heard sisters of mercy they were a cool like 80s dance yeah yeah that guy had a cool little voice they they do they really yeah yeah yeah. i like a lot of that stuff a lot of the the 80s like yeah just less less tonal some of it even like the waitresses you know oh yeah fuck yeah that lower flat delivery like yeah i know what boys want i know what boys like god that fucking song is great yeah they're so good um well, dude, this has been great talking to you. I'm glad we finally pleasure. got to do it. And yeah. uh, I, I, I can't wait. I'll see you guys on the 24th. And I'll come Heck up yeah. and give you five. We're looking forward to it. All right, man. Thanks for doing the show. Yeah, thanks for chatting. That was Connor Campbell from TC Superstar. You're hearing their song Some Nights, which is available now next week. Their single Forever drops. Their album Static Dynamic drops later this year. Uh, if you live in Austin, go see them tomorrow night, Saturday, June 24th at the Hotel Vegas on the patio. All right, go to tcsuperstar.com for all your TC Superstar needs. I want to thank Connor for coming on the show. It was great talking to him, great meeting him. I hope we get to hang out in the future more. I love this band. I'm thinking about coming back from Houston tomorrow early so I can make it out to this show. If I don't make it back, uh, please let me know how it is. I'll see them in August. They're doing another show then. Anyway, TC Superstar, I want to thank Connor for doing the show. I want to thank you for listening to the show. And don't forget, if you're new to the show, you can subscribe to this show wherever it is you find podcasts, be it uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Overcast, Stitcher. There's the latest 100 episodes are available wherever you stream and download music so, or download uh, podcasts. And if you want to listen, check out our entire catalog of 1,287 episodes, you can go to our howdidigethere.podbean.com. But... You can find the latest 100 episodes on any of your streaming services. I want to thank Connor for coming on the show. Check out TC Superstar. See him tomorrow night in Austin at Hotel Vegas, Saturday, June 24th. And you have a great weekend. Let's get down.